Welcome to the Amori Magazine podcast here on AmoriMagazine.com. On this episode, I talked to Masa Sahidi Asqui from Season 10 of The Apprentice. Masa was a former Brooklyn assistant district attorney who was fired on week seven of the hit NBC show. Here's my interview with Masa Sahidi Asqui. How did the whole process start, uh, like, for you to be able to appear on the show? Well, it was really simple. One, first, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm very excited. Oh, not a problem. Um, I, yeah, I basically just went to the open audition. I had always wanted to be on The Apprentice. I thought I would kick some butt, be really awesome on it. So I was watching Celebrity Apprentice, and Mr. Trump announced that he was looking for his next apprentice, and it would be regular people version. So I just woke up. And I went to the auditions in New York City. I stood outside in the line with hundreds of other people. So that's okay. how it started for me. <laughs> okay, so in other words, you were a fan of the show before having been on it. I was absolutely a fan of the show, and I was a really big fan of Mr. Trump in the past. Okay. Essentially, you were fired in week seven on, on the Broadway musical project. Okay, but yet you did nothing really wrong in that project. It was more or less, you know, something that ha- occurred before, you know, that project took place. So do you think that that was fair, the fact that you were fired on, you know, not necessarily that project at hand and it was on, on something previous? I think that there were so many things wrong with my firing. And my main issue with it was that the two people that were actually being deceitful to Mr. Trump are now in the finale. So I think the fact that Mr. Trump chose to allow that to happen is very irresponsible. Yes, my firing had nothing to do with the task at hand, and it was basically a ridiculous reason to fire anyone, but that's what happens when you come out and you're a really strong candidate and Mr. Trump didn't control the boardroom at all, like... I would have if I was him. Yeah, it seems like mediocre uh, seems to succeed on that show. You know, if if you do the projects and you do them okay, and you know you're not very vocal, then you'll then you'll last. Absolutely, I you think know? that's what uh, I think. One of the finalists, definitely, that was the way that she got there by sitting in the background. But I don't think that that was the surprise to me. Like I had watched the show in the past. Anytime you're vocal or you take on a lot of responsibility or you step up to be the leader. I think that that definitely puts you in danger, but that's just who I am, so I don't regret it at all. Yeah, and um, and basically, Mr. Trump called you a liar, and uh, as well as the, you know the other cast members. So, um, and you appeared on Governor Huckabee's Fox News show and have done some other interviews, I'm sure, you know, to clear your yep. name about it. Meeting Governor Huckabee was probably uh, the highlight of my entire apprentice experience. He was so kind and so wonderful and he really did clear my name on national television and I think more people saw that segment than watched The Apprentice so you know I really appreciated that opportunity that he gave to me and they actually reached out to me so um, and ever since then I am grateful for The Apprentice though because it has opened up so many doors and I always try to keep that in mind when I'm thinking about my experience as difficult and as unfair as I may think that it was it has opened up incredible experiences for me and that's what I'm focusing on now. How is Donald off camera as as opposed to you know on, on camera with his boldness is he the same? I think that we didn't really see him off camera. We see him for a very limited amount of time, basically when the cameras are on. And he he is like, you know, they edit him pretty accurately. So Yeah, yeah. So he comes in, does his thing, and leaves. That's right. Uh, and he called you abrasive. So do you think that you are abrasive? 
I think he also told us to be vicious, and they also wanted uh, me to be a tough prosecutor. So I don't think I think I definitely came off as abrasive in some of the boardroom scenes, but I think that what you miss as the audience is you miss a lot of the reason why I would be so worked up. Like you'll miss, like for example, in the first boardroom, me and the first project manager, we had had multiple fights throughout the entire, we were basically butting heads. She was openly talking, plotting with other people to like throw me under the bus. So yes, I came on so very strong against her, but you didn't really see why. And I'm not really blaming the producers because they film like 60, 70 hours of footage. They can't show you everything. Yeah, but yeah. I think that, yeah, I just seem to break that sometimes. Okay. And uh, if you could do it over, would you? And what would you change this time? You know, having done if it. If I could do it over, the only thing that I would change is that I would be fighting more towards the end in the episode where I get fired. It was like, it went on for four or five hours, as I mentioned in Governor Huckabee's interview. Yeah. And. I, that's the only thing I regret. I would have never told him that I thought I made a mistake because if it was a mistake, then two people should have been fired. I would have never, I would have pointed out the fact that people in the boardroom were being deceitful to him. And I basically wouldn't have conceded anything. I only did it because I was tired. I was exhausted. They had beat me down for so long. You didn't see most of it, but that's my sole regret in the show because in the end, if ever somebody comes after me and is lying and is trying to get me fired for my job, I will react the same way. I think that's a very natural reaction to have, and it's who I am. Yeah, and and I think from the first episode, you were kind of a target because you went to the boardroom quite a bit, you know, for for the shows that you were on. I did. I was <laughs> I was definitely in there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, are you friends with any of the any of the contestants from the show? You know that I definitely after the show, I kind of became friends with every single one of the contestants from the show. Um, now I would say I'm close to only a few of them. I'm actually. You know, it's confusing. Like, for example, I thought that Stuart and I were friends, and he had told me what he thought about the events that had went down in the boardroom. I think that the whole concept of being friends with people you knew when you were on a reality show and you guys were just, like, stabbing each other, I think it's—I think that that's going to be a really tough thing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't know who to trust, honestly. So. Okay, the, the Rockport Fashion Show Project. You mentioned that you love Legends of the Fall and the name Tristan, yes! which that was that yes. was the name you used. So I have to ask you, is that your favorite movie? And if not, what is? Oh, God, really good question. Legends of the Fall is absolutely one of my favorite movies. And that is, and I'm not like a Brad Pitt fanatic, but in that movie, I am a Tristan fanatic. He's absolutely incredible. And the story is incredible. I watched it when I was in high school and... As a little lonely, chunky girl in high school, I just wanted Tristan so badly. But I would have to say that my favorite movie is Godfather. Okay. And actually, I was going to ask you about uh, Brad Pitt. So obviously, he's not your celebrity crush. So do you have a celebrity crush? Um, I used to call myself Mrs. Depp in high school. So Johnny Depp. (laughs) All right. You can call me Mrs. Depp if you want. Okay. My husband knows. Don't do that. My husband won't like that. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> Depp. He's my celebrity crush. <laughs> All right. Uh, each project manager, when they won, if they won, they got to meet with a CEO. So, who would be your dream CEO? Had you, you know, been able to to win a project as a project manager? 
Well, I they actually didn't air it, but I got to meet with Michelle Caruso Cabrera. She's an on-air personality at NBC, right. and that would be exactly the person I'd want to meet with. Okay. And I did get to meet with her. She gave me incredible advice, and I've been following it, and I've been doing some legal commentary work, and that's going to be continuing. So. Okay, cool. In the dog grooming project, you mentioned that you worked at your mother's salon for 12 years uh, and that yes. you really love style. So what do you like better, style or law? They're so very different. I, I don't know how to answer that question. I would say that when I meet people and I connect with people on an everyday basis, it's always over making women feel beautiful. It's always about fashion, style, things like that. So maybe that's maybe style because I connect with people so much more. And I think that how you look and how you feel about yourself impacts everything. So it's really a very powerful thing. And at what point uh, growing up did you decide you wanted to become an attorney? Um, I studied pre-med biology, and then I went to film school. Then I worked in the industry for like a tiny second, and I decided I need further education, so I went to law school. But the second I got to law school, I knew I wanted to be in criminal law. It's the only interesting type of law. Being a former Brooklyn assistant district attorney, uh, what's next for you now? Other than world domination is <laughs> to be a legal commentator. So <laughs> that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been making sure to stay on top of every case. I usually do anyway because it's something that I'm extremely interested in. And I'm basically pursuing a career in television now. Okay. I think it's a very good fit for me. Okay, cool. Donald Trump has been... Uh kind of coining with the the idea of uh, running for president. So I have a question. Would you support him? Absolutely. I would support Mike Huckabee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, if, I'm, if I'm voting Republican, I'm going with Mr. Huckabee. Wow. Um, all right. And uh, if Donald Trump were to have, a, say, he were to become president and have a show like the the cabinet member or something, would you, would you want to be on that show? I'd move to Canada. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> I would not be on any other show like that, no. Hopefully I'm going to have a legitimate career ahead of myself outside of reality TV, but hey, who knows? <laughs> okay, at least not a reality show with Donald Trump on it, right? <laughs> at least not that. At least not any reality show, I hope. <laughs> All right. Um, and was there anything else that you wanted to mention that we didn't discuss uh, about the show or anything? Um, the only thing is that, you know, I know that I've said a lot of negative things about it because it was just such a unfair process, but yeah. I really am so grateful, and it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and it literally has opened up doors that I was never able to have access to. So it, it was a good thing, as difficult and as heart-wrenching and as emotionally whatever it was, it was worth it. So that's it. Yeah, all right, cool. Well, I appreciate you doing this interview and taking the time to do it. Thank you so much for working with me over the course of eight months as we tried to get each other on the phone. <laughs> oh, not a problem. That was Masa Sahidi Asqui from Season 10 of The Apprentice. You can check out more of Masa on her website at masahu.com. Until next time, this is the Amori Magazine podcast here on amorimagazine.com. <laughs>